Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Bezuz Hashem will be discussing today the halachic elements that emerge from Lamed Heomer Aleph in Meseches Brachas. So we began yesterday, Baruch Hashem, the sixth parak. And on this Amud, we really had two sections. The first section dealt with specific brachas over fruits, vegetables, as we saw, as well as the general source, why we make brachas before we enjoy in this world. And then the second section further analyzed that idea, how it's comparable to Me'ilah, being Nana Mikachishamayim, benefiting from that which belongs to Hashem. And after we make a bracha, it becomes ours. So the language of the Gemara, in order to conclude, actually, was the final svara the Gemara said was, what is the reason we make a bracha before eating? It's logical. It's prohibited for a person to benefit from this world without a bracha. And we understood is that when you make a bracha, it's something that was a Kaddish Baruch and that now becomes ours. Now, we're going to quote in a moment a related Gemara on Yedal and Aleph. We'll see. But this will lead us to t- really two different discussions in halacha that are connected. The first is regarding hana, we're saying you have to make a bracha before you eat something. The shaila is, what about ti'ima? Does tasting something, as we'll see, tasting to determine if something needs salt, spices, does that also constitute hana that would require a bracha? And then a secondary discussion, which we'll see a Gemara and Yadal, we'll see momentarily, is on a fast day, which is actually Allah Chalamaisa today, Asar Bateves on Friday, is one allowed to taste a dish to determine if it needs, again, salt or spices, because that does that constitute eating or is that not an issue at all? So as Hashem, we're going to look at this from the halachic angle in the Shulchan Aruch and Mishnah momentarily, but before we get there, it's kedai to see also Mesechus Brachas, Yedalid Amud Aleph. And the Gemara there was discussing exactly this shaila, or seemingly exactly this shaila. Let's see, tasting on a fast day. So it's actually the, the middle, the, the, wide, the first wide line of the page, Yedalad Amud Aleph, about halfway down the page. So Ashian, Tana Dvei Rabbi Ami, asked Rabbi Ami the following shaila. If somebody is keeping a fast day, he's enveloped in a fast, so Taisus points out over here, this Lechar is talking about a fast day, that's a Tainus Yachid, where a person accepted an individual fast day on himself, not a public fast day. We'll get back to that in a minute. So Maushe Yitain, is he allowed to taste, again, Lechaira, to taste a dish to determine if it needs salt or spices to fix it up? So what's the Shaila? Achilosh Dia says the Gemara, Achilosh Dia Kabbalah did he accept on himself a prohibition of eating and drinking? and tasting alone, merely tasting is not considered achila v'shtiya. Perhaps maybe he accepted even just to benefit, the isra prohibition of benefiting, and when he tastes it, it is considered a benefit, so that would be prohibited. So Amr responded, he is allowed to taste, it's not a problem at all. The Brisa elaborates and explains, now this ties into our sugya, if somebody tastes, it does not require a bracha. And somebody that's enveloped in a fast day, 
So it seems to be these two ideas are contingent on each other. And similarly, if somebody is busy fasting on a fast day, he can taste the dish, and it's not an issue. Again, to determine if it needs salt or spices. Ad kama. So the Gemara wonders, how much would still constitute tasting that would be mutter? L'chairen also wouldn't require a bracha. Rabbi Ami Ravasi ta'ami at shiur So Rabbi Ami Ravasi used to taste the dish until the shiur of Ravias, till the measure of a Ravias. Rashi says, Rashi says, are you allowed to taste the dish to know, Rashi says, if it requires salt or spices? And um, fine, that's the point of the Gemara. So it seems to be from the Gemara, you read the Gemara straight, is tasting alone would not A, require a bracha, and B, it seems to be contingent on that, you'd be allowed to taste something to determine if it needs salt or spices on a fast day as well. So there's a very important tisus here. A couple points here. First, he says in the bottom, the th- third to last line in Taishus, he says this seems to be that we're discussing a shaila of Tainus Yachid, but B'Tainus HaKasu Vlai, meaning other Ta'aniyas Lechaira, would not be included in this shaila, which seemingly means would be more Machmir. Now, the Psak of the Gemara, the Gemara said, is Toim Ve'en B'Kach Klum. That is very important. Taishus says, Pirish Rebbeinu Chanano, Shechayzer Upoilet, that this allowance of tasting on a fast day would be where he spits out whatever it is that he tasted. It wouldn't be considered a benefit from the tasting. But says Rabbeinu Hananel, if he would swallow whatever it is that he's tasting, that would be a problem on a fast day. Even on other fast days, not on even on Taniyas Yochid, but on Lechara Tainis Tzibur, it would still be problematic um, if he's going to um, swallow it. And therefore, again, similarly, if somebody spits out whatever it is that he's tasting, it would be mutter without a bracha as well. So Taisva seems to learn that the psak of the Gemara is such that if you, again, you're tasting it to know if it needs salt or spices, you're spitting it out, and l'chayrit has to fit the parameters of the Gemara, till the measure of a revias, that would be permitted without a bracha, as well as permitted on a fast day. But if to swallow, it would be prohibited on fast days. Okay, that's the Taisa seems to learn. Now, let's take a look at the Mishulchan Aruch. So the Mishulchan Aruch in Simen Reish Yud, Mihilchas Berkas Aperos. So, Simen Reish Yud's If Beis, he discusses the first Shiloh, which is about making a bracha on Te'ima. So, Shulchan Aruch says in Sif Beis, Atoyim es atavshil, ain't tzarech levarech ad revias. So, he brings down two shitas. Let's see. Somebody tastes a dish, he does not need to make a bracha until he eats this, the measure of a revias. Vafilu imhu This is the first shita. This is not like taisvis. Even if he swallows it, if it's tasting, to know if it needs salt or spices, till the measure of a revias would not require a bracha, even if he swallows whatever it is that he's tasting. But others say, says the Shulchan Aruch, Sheim Hubayl, if he swallows it, Ta'un Bracha, it would necessitate a Bracha. The exemption of a Ta'im, somebody who's just tasting from a Bracha, is if he spits it out. And the Shulchan Aruch just elaborates and says, then, even if he eats more than a Revius, if he's spitting it out, it wouldn't necessitate a Bracha. That's the Shulchan Aras. He brings two shitas. First shita says, even if he swallows it, it's, if it's till the measure of a revias, 
it wouldn't require a bracha if it's just te'ima. The second sheet that says no, the halacha would be till if he's spitting it out, it wouldn't require a bracha. If he's, if he's eating it, swallowing it, so then even though it's te'ima, it would require a bracha. But if he's spitting it out, so then even more than a revius l'chayra, it wouldn't require a bracha. And the Ramah says, When it comes to brachas, we're, we're misupik. If it's a suffix, so we're mekil. And therefore l'chayra is going to the first sheet, or mekil, to say, even if he swallows it, as the Ramah seems to be saying, mikra din, we're going to paskin that you wouldn't make a bracha on tasting. So like the Mishnah, the Mishnah Brewery says, Atayim. The Afalgav first sheet in the Shulchan Aruch. The Afalgav to us lehinos min alam azeblei bracha afilu kol shehu. Even though we learned in Lamed Hayim and Aleph Maseches brachas that it's prohibited to benefit from this world, even any amount without a bracha, bein baachila bein b'shtiyah, whether it's eating or drinking, hainu kish mechavin leechol v'lishtas. It's very important nekuda. That's where he intends to eat and drink. Avol hacha shein kavanasa el litoim leidaim tzarech melachet tavlin. His intent is only to determine. If this dish needs salt or spices, thus there's no necessity for a bracha before or after. And he adds a chiddush here. Even if he's eating it after the dish has already been cooked, and the Mishnah Bura explains, and you can't fix it anymore. Meaning it is what it is, and you can't fix it. If he just wants to know if it's good. Maybe he wants to know if he should serve it to his guests. So he's tasting it. He can't fix it anymore because it's already been cooked. I guess you can't add salt for some reason. He just wants to know if it's good or not. Even in this case, would still say in this, be lenient, and say this is considered te'ima, since he's not intending for consumption purposes, but rather to taste it to know if it needs some sort of an addition of, uh, or sorry, if, it, if, it, if it's uh, fit for service or not. Fine. So according to this first sheet in the Shulchan Aruch, if your intent is not for eating but just to taste, and he goes even further, even if it's already been cooked and you can't fix it up, and even if you're swallowing it, the halacha would be, until a revius, you wouldn't make a bracha, ad a revius, ad bichlal, and that's including a revius. Avil yasser me revius, but if it's more than that, says the Shulchan Aruch, says the Mishabura, ki even shu'a no yaseira, chashiv kemosh meskavin la'achilah. So this first shita would say, once it's more than a revius, since you're, in, you're getting extra hanah, it's considered an excess hanah, that would be like you're intending for eating. So if you go to the ice cream store and you ask for 16 samples, you can't say that's just te'ima. That's already considered achila, miskavin la'achila. V'ayim magen avram shekasav da'ad revias t'shari. Magen avram says until revias is mutter. Hainu afilu litoy mehar bekideres. Fine, let's skip this. It's not as, as necessary to see. Fine, let's continue. Move on to the Sivkat and Tesvav now in the Mishnah Berurah. So the point is, according to the first shita, as we said, that until a revius, uh, if you're tasting to know if the dish is A, needs salt or pepper, B, even if it's already been cooked, you want to know if it's good, you wouldn't require a bracha, because that's your kavana. But if it's more than a revius already, that's considered an extra nut that would require then a, kava, a, a bracha, because it's like you're intending for achila. Sifkat and in the mission. Barova filo imhu boila, even if he swallows it, imu pilot, however, if he spits it out, mutter afilu biyosmer vias bli bracha gamla deyazo. According to the first shita, if he would spit it out after he tastes it, that would be permitted even more than a revius because that doesn't constitute a achila. Okay, that's the first shita in the Shulchan Aruch. Now, the second shita 
in the Shulchan Aruch says, the Eshaimrim, as we said in the Shulchan Aruch, is if he swallows it, it would require a bracha, ton bracha, continues the Mishnah Brura, afila bekolsho. So even if it was a small amount, kivan sheyesh lehana meyav, because he has a benefit inside of him, meaning he swallows it, it gives him some internal benefit, so swallowing it wouldn't constitute uh, te'ima anymore, and he would be chayef in a bracha. And the only time that he wouldn't make a bracha is kishachayzer upaylat. The Shulchan Aruch said if he would spit it out again. This would be permitted when his intent is only for te'ima. Because then he's only having the benefit of the palate, what he's tasting, or what he's chewing. Okay, he goes on to talk, talk about a very interesting shaila about tobacco in a pipe. We're not going to get into that right now. But the bottom line is, even though he gets some sort of a hana in tasting it, he doesn't have hana's meyav of insides because he's not actually swallowing. So then he wouldn't have to make a bracha according to the second shita. Va'az continues the Shulchan Mishnah Baruch. Va'az afilu, meaning even if he would spit it out, but even if it was a lot that he was consuming, he wouldn't have to make a bracha. Valkena lois latina, fine, it goes on for a different shayla. We're not going to get into that right now. So the bottom line is, we see from the Mishnah as the Shulchan Aruch states, we have two shittas. First shita says that if he, even if he swallows it, it would be permitted without a bracha because his intent, his intention is, um, his intention is to determine if it needs more salt, if it tastes good, but not for consumption. In this shita we said, but if it was significant amount and he was swallowing lechayra, so then already that would be considered too much of a hana that you could say you can't say that's considered miskavin lachila, and you would have to make a bracha. Second sheet in the Mishulchanar says that no, if he swallows it, so he would have to make a bracha even on a small amount because there's hanas meyav. The only exemption from a bracha would be if he spits it out, and then if he's spitting it out, so the Mishabura adds, as the Shulchanar said, even if it's a large amount that he's tasting and spitting out, it wouldn't require a bracha. Ramah paskin, suffik brachas lahakil. So the Mishnah Bruce says, suffik brachas lahakil. Hainu ba'afilu yim ba'ilea le'yavarech. Meaning like the first shita, is that even if he swallows it, it wouldn't require a bracha. Kivan she'ein kavanah salachila. Because his intent is not for consumption, but rather just to determine if it needs salt, etc. V'chasfar rishan like the first shita. Now, the Mishabura points a very important point. The Magen Avram argues in the Shulchan Aruch and Ramah, that if he's swallowing it, everyone agrees he'd be chayv to make a bracha. But many of the Achroinim, Paskin like the Ramah, do suffix brachas v'layavarich, it's a suffix brachas without a bracha. And lechatchila, somebody should be careful if he wants to swallow the, the whatever the dish is that he's tasting. Um, in this regard, he should be careful. So in order to avoid this shaila, because as we said, there are masses of brachas lahakel. So even if you're swallowing it, you shouldn't make a bracha. But there are shitas who say when you're swallowing it, that's considered miskavin lachila, and you would have to make a bracha. So therefore, in order to avoid this shaila, when you taste something and you swallow it, you should just have kavana that you're wanting to benefit from it, making it considered an act of achila, and then you would have to make a bracha. So mela, if you're tasting the dish just to know if it needs salt or pepper, you should have intent that you're going to be nana from it, and then when you're swallowing it, you certainly would have to make a bracha. Intent that you're 
didn't benefit and eat from it, and maybe you'd have to make a bracha on it. So that's the that's the psak lemaisa that comes out in regards to making a bracha. So bottom line, in terms of tasting something, although the Rama seems to say, Safik brachas lagos, the Rama seems to say, as we're coming out, like the first shita, we're going to be lenient, and therefore, since there is a shita who says, even if you're swallowing the dish that you're tasting to know if it needs salt or pepper, you would not have to make a bracha, even if you're swallowing it, because your intent is not for achila, but rather just to determine the goodness of the dish, if it needs salt or pepper, and even like the Mishabura brought down, if it's after it's been cooked and you can't even add the salt or pepper just to know if it's a good dish, nonetheless, since there are shaitas who say you'd have to make a bracha in that type of tasting, you should just have kavana to benefit from it like a real achila, and then you would have to make a bracha to avoid suffolk. Okay, so this is in terms of making a bracha before tasting something. But now, today, which is a sarabateves, we're going to have to deal with another shaila. What about tasting a dish on a fast day? So the Ramah says, we're saying, Suffolk brachas lahakel. So Mela, tasting doesn't really constitute achila. It's just like we're saying is, the best thing to do is to have kavana, so you do have to make a bracha. But Lemaisa, Lechairah would come out like the first sheet in the Shulchan Aruch, you wouldn't have to make a bracha. If that's true, one could argue, tasting isn't achila, and then you should be allowed to taste the dish on a fast day to determine if it needs salt. So now we have to turn our attention to Hilchas Tainis, which is the sugya that we learned before on Yudalim and Aleph and Brachas, which is Tav Kuf Samach Zayin, talking about tasting on a fast day. Tav Kuf Samach Zayin, Se'if Aleph. And the Shulchan Aruch says as follows, if somebody is busy in a fast day, he is allowed to taste up to a revius. This is like Taisus was saying. As long as his Shulchanach, he spits it out. Now on Yom Kippur and Tisha B'Av, there's a Chumrah that you're not even allowed to taste, but that implication would be as the other fasties, including today, Asar B'Teves, you would be allowed to taste. And the Ramah says, there are those who are machmir on any public fast. So there are those who are machmir that on any public fast we don't taste anything. And then Lechara would emerge from this Ramah that today, on Asar B'teves, we would not be allowed to taste a dish to determine if it needs salt. So again, you're allowed to taste on a fast day. According to the Shulchan Aruch, in Yesh by Melech Tavlin, if it has uh, salt or spices, Deloit Kabila Lei Shalo Yehenna, like we said from that Gemara in Yadalid, because he didn't accept on himself that he won't benefit Ela Shalo Yoichal VeYishdeh, but rather he accepted that he won't eat or drink. Vizeli Mikri Achilo Shtiya, and tasting it to know if it needs salt or pepper is not considered Achilo Shtiya. VeEfsher Dafilu Kavanos Elanos Atzmai Shari Kivach Ened Boileya, and perhaps even if he's not. Even if his intent is to benefit from it, Mishabura says, it would still be mutter because he's not swallowing, he's spitting it out. Now, the, the Mishabura points out the, the, the point that we mentioned before, This is only by a fast day. Okay, he goes on to say about Mudra, no, we're not going to get into that right now. Fine. Fine. Uh, just to skip the Sifkat and Gimel, as long as he spits it out, if he's not spitting it out, even a little bit would be considered shtia, and that would be prohibited uh, if he's swallowing it. Okay. Now, the 
So the Mishra also on Sifkat and Dalit, he says, V'yamakipurim v'tishabav asr, di'ef sholemr sholekibel alei, so regarding Yom Kippur and Tishabav, you can't say what he accepted on himself because that's something that is imposed. So therefore, even Bepachas Miravias Asr, even less than Miravias, we prohibited. Okay, now the Mishnah says, this is the point, Bechol Tainis Tzibor, so the, the Rama Paskin, that this halacha, the Nalada taste, um, would, would be, it would be actually prohibited as the Shulchan says, Yom Kippur and Tishabav, and the Rama says, so the Mishnah Bura adds, Hainu the four fast days that are written, because regarding them, there's no Kabbalah. Meaning, as we said, perhaps this Svara to say you only accepted Achilo Shtia, but Hana not, and therefore be mutter to taste, but only by a fast that be on a fast that you accept it on yourself. However, the Ramah says, and the Mishnah Bura is explaining, is that other fast days that are imposed on you, meaning the other four, not just Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, but also like Asar B'Tevis, for example, it would also be imposed on us, and it would also be prohibited then to taste if you're going to um, swallow L'Chaira, or, or Bechlal. Meaning Bechlal, you wouldn't be allowed to taste. And the, the Ramah said, this is our custom. So now we get to a very important point that's Nagea today. So Lemaisa would come out seemingly from this, the way we're coming out here is like this. So far, if we would stop here, it would appear that the Ramah himself says Suffolk Brachas Lahakil. So regarding tasting, in general we'd be lenient. However, as we said in the Mishnah Brura in Reshiud, because there is such a doubt created, when you taste, you should have kavana if you're going to swallow it for the Hana, and then you would have to make a bracha, that's considered an achila. Regarding a fast day, the Ramah says, Vyesh Machmirin Hagin. So it would come out to taste something on a fast day. L'chara should be problematic. I mean, this is how it seems to be. To taste should be an issue. However, now we get to a big kula that would be very nogea today. Says the Ramach Mishnah Mitzvah. Regarding a sudas mitzvah, that you're cooking during the day for the night for some sort of a sudas mitzvah, we could rely on the first opinion in the Shulchan Aruch and that other fast days other than Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur you would be allowed to taste to taste a little bit of the Tavshil if there is salt and spices and spit it out he quotes the Chayyadam so therefore we come out the Mishra is telling us to cook on a fast day for some sort of a Sudas Mitzvah at night it would be permitted to rely on the Shulchan Aruch's first and the Shulchan Aruch's shita, which is that the prohibition of tasting would only be on Yom Kippur and Tishabav. Memela would come out that if somebody is cooking l'chayr, and we'll finish off with this today on Asar Beteves, according to this Chayyadim that Mishbur is quoting, we would not have to be machmir again. If he's, it's it's Friday Asar Beteves this year, so l'chayr it should come out that if you're cooking l'tzarech Shabbos, which is l'chayra, I say l'chayra asudas mitzvah. And you want to taste the dish in order to determine if it needs salt or pepper. Again, not that you're just stum eating, but you're tasting it to determine if it needs something to be added to it. So we could rely on the Shulchan Aruch Shita, even though the Ramah says we're machmir and all tainis tzibor, and you'd be allowed to taste it if it was a little amount, a little amount, amount and you spat it out because that wouldn't uh, constitute a stam just tasting in general in a tainus tzibur, but it would be like cooking for a sudas mitzvah as it's for Shabbos. 
So Mamela, let's just recap what we've done today and then we'll finish off. We said that regarding tasting, the Gemara seems to imply, I mean, you say it's considered a Hana, so Lechari, you should have to make a bracha. However, as we clarified, is that's not so simple at all. It's two shitas in the Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah says in Reish Yud, Suffolk bracha is lahakil, and therefore, even if you're swallowing it, Lechari, we'd say you wouldn't make a bracha. However, the Mishnah Paskins, in order to avoid the Suffolk, because there are shitas who are machmir, which is the Magan Avram, in order to avoid the suffix, you should just have kavana when you're tasting a dish to determine if it needs salt, if you want to swallow it, for hana, and then make a bracha. Regarding tasting on a fast day, so the, the Ramah seems to say, unlike the Shulchan Aruch, that all the ta'aniyas, other than those that you accept on yourself, there should be a problem of tasting, should be a problem. However, the Mishnah brings down Regarding tasting a dish that you're cooking on the fast day for sudas mitzvah, it would be mutter to rely on the first shita. If you taste a little bit and, and you spit it out. And therefore, today, on Asar Bateves, if somebody's cooking a dish for Shabbos, which is l'chayr, like a sudas mitzvah, you'd be allowed to taste again and spit it out, small amount. Again, not just down tasting to eat it, but tasting if you need to add salt, etc. Small amount and spit it out, would l'chayr be permitted? Okay, we're stopping here. Be'ezus Hashem, we'll pick up tomorrow from the Helmut Beis and the halachas that emerge from that as well. Everyone have a wonderful day.